0: Warning, Family Ties Positive Vibes may or may not contain any positive vibes. However, it is sure to contain three members of a family trying their best. Welcome to episode negative one of Family Ties Positive Vibes. Season two. Season two. Season two. Today, we're asking each other questions with great answers.
1: Really great answers. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one.
0: We are not professional.
1: It's only advice.
0: You don't have to take it.
2: Please don't.
0: Yeah, don't. It's such a bad idea.
1: Okay, let's throw out a uh, random question, and then we'll give some advice.
2: Okay. John, how do you cook the perfect hot dogs? The perfect hot... Well, that really depends on what style of dog you're working with and the tools available.
1: Okay, so pick one.
2: Okay, uh, I will go with the turkey, Frank, as that is my preferred style of dog. A lot of people prefer the kosher, Frank. Some people prefer beef. Not really. The turkey, Frank. There are three main ways to cook a hot dog. There is the...
1: Okay, we're looking for advice, and it's supposed to be the best way, so just pick the best one. We're going for it.
2: There are three ways you can do it depending on what's available to you there is the grill, there is the pot of boiling water, and there is the microwave. The microwave is the best because it is quickest, most efficient, and I just like the taste of it more. Uh, there is the pot of boiling water in case you want to cook it with anything else, including pastas. This is <laughs> dripping. <laughs> <laughs> If you have a microwave available, just do that one. It's fine. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like cut a slit into it so it doesn't explode, but like that's barely even a problem. If you don't want an exploding hot dog, what's wrong with you? And also do the pot of boiling water.
1: You could wrap it in a paper towel, very, very, very loosely. That way, if it does explode, at least it's contained.
2: Yeah, or just like poke it with a stick or, or two. Or poke
1: it. Yeah, that'll
0: just give poke it. your dog. Yes, before sticking it in the microwave.
2: Hi, Romeo. <laughs>
1: you know there's a story about the woman who um bathed her poodle and then she needed to dry it so she thought she'd put it in the microwave Ah! this was back when microwaves were new
0: and people didn't realize that microwaves will kill Kill? you very quickly
1: it wasn't pretty as i recall
2: oh yeah i don't want to even think about that i'm sad that i know that i don't like that image um michael how would you recommend
0: sunglasses how would I recommend sunglasses? I'd say, hey, you know what would look really good on your face? These fancy shades. They frame your face just perfectly, and it'll make the light so much dimmer. It makes it so much easier to see. I think you'll love them. That'll be 40
2: bucks." And that's just for the consultation. That's not including the sunglasses. Yeah. Okay. And
1: flattery always works. If you tell them they're going to look sensational, they will be happy to give you 40 bucks.
0: It works. It's the perfect con. And you I don't told even need them, to see, sell anything.
1: Well, and, and because you told them they looked fabulous, when they look in the mirror, that's what they see.
2: Unless they're inherently distrustful, in which case, you're not going to get anything from them anyway. Wrong, because I stole their wallet while they weren't looking. I'm proud of you, brother. I'm not proud of you, brother. Actually, stealing is wrong, <laughs> as I've been told my entire life by my mother. <laughs>
0: Remember that time you stole a full-sized uh, Laffy Taffy bar from the
2: grocery store? It was not Laffy Taffy. It was actually the uh, Airhead Sour Strips. And that was my first lesson in shoplifting. Good news. So John
0: shoplifted multiple things and he can't keep his story straight anymore.
2: No, it's only been the one. The first and only thing that I've ever shoplifted was in the grocery store. We were at the Winco Foods, I believe. And I asked you, my mother, uh, if we could have this candy that I could eat on the way home. And you said, no, of course, but I really wanted this candy. So instead, I just opened my britches and put it down my pants and put my shirt on over it, and nobody was the wiser. And honestly, thank God we didn't put it back after that.
1: (laughs) I've been told this is a common practice at the uh, 99 cent store.
2: I don't remember the ride home, but it was the grocery store and I was very little, so... Uneventful. As soon as we got home, I immediately went into the bathroom so I could eat my stolen goods. How did they taste? It was very tasty. It was candy, you see. However, I realized after I'd finished that I couldn't just put it in the trash can that was in the bathroom there. That would be too obvious. It would just be sitting there. Anyone could see it. They would ask, how did this get here? They would immediately know.
1: Very so- insightful at that age that you would know to hide the evidence.
2: So my plan was to hide it behind the toilet.
1: Oh, <laughs> Okay, well, less insightful now. I mean, you started on a correct path, but then...
2: So I hid it behind the toilet, and then I flushed the toilet, and I washed my hands because it was the bathroom. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, And I walked out, and Michael immediately replaced me. And as soon as he was done, he gave me a lesson on theft and how that was wrong and I should never do it, and I haven't done it again. I still consider it every time I'm in the grocery store.
0: Honestly, I don't remember that bit at all. I'm remembering a completely different story of you shoplifting candy from the store. Tell me your story of me shoplifting. stole a Laffy Taffy bar, and because it was, like, one of the bigger ones, you know how, like, Laffy Taffy had a few bizarre flavors that no one liked?
2: Like chocolate, yes.
0: That one, but also, like, they had a couple, like, monster mascots for some, for a couple of their bars. Okay. Um, and it was gross. The Laffy Taffy didn't taste good, and I think you regretted taking it from the store. Okay. And the reason I know that it was shoplifted is because it was revealed almost immediately after leaving the store that you still had it. And we just weren't going to go back and tell anyone that you took it.
2: Was this just you and me or was there a parent involved? No, there was a
0: parent involved. I think it was you, Mom. I don't recall exactly.
2: Okay.
1: Probably busy, not paying attention. Thought you guys were fine.
2: And to some degree we were. I have no memory of this, but I will update my records to say that I've only shoplifted twice. However, my first story has less impact now that I I've, I've have apparently shoplifted twice. <laughs> Mom, when was the time you shoplifted? I don't think I have ever shoplifted. Michael, when was the time that you shoplifted? I can't
0: remember ever shoplifting, and I certainly wouldn't confess to it.
2: Okay, I'll come up with another story that I have about uh, shops and such. Mom, uh, how would you go about stealing a famous work of art?
1: I watched a movie about this, so... Um,
2: it was called Ocean's Eleven.
0: There is no stealing artwork in Oceans 11. It is
2: Oceans 8. Did they steal artwork in one of the Oceans movies? In the Anne Hathaway one, I believe. Uh, it wasn't necessarily paintings, but I believe it was fashion. I okay. think they stole like jewelry and stuff. And, and jewelry.
1: I'm thinking the Thomas Crown affair because they stole something out of like the Metropolitan Museum of mm-hmm. something, something. Um,
0: art theft is the sexiest kind of theft. It really is. Right behind art forgery. So it true
1: it kind of I think that in the movie it involved a whole lot of people wearing bowler hats So they couldn't identify him
2: All right I think that is very interesting because the bowler hat is not the most concealing hat But if you're going by only the hats then it could work
1: if everybody is wearing one then you don't stand out
2: if everyone's suspicious No one is
1: also. Did you watch the YouTube video of the lady who used to be an advisor at the CIA? Um, on helping people to fit in and disappear. And um, so I guess if you need to change your appearance quickly and you're on the move, Mm -hmm. you should go in with, you know, you wear the hats and the sunglasses and the jackets and things. And then you just, after you've done the Strip a layer. Yes, you start stripping down and you keep moving and you just discard and you keep moving. And nobody can find you because they're not looking for you specifically. They're looking for that thing you were wearing. So if you discard that thing you were wearing, you no longer draw any attention.
2: They're looking for identifying features. So if you just change your color and your shape every time they lose you for a second.
1: Yep. It works.
2: I did see that uh, thumbnail. I saw that video online. I did not watch it because I didn't believe that she would actually be giving us secrets to that to help make her job more interesting.
1: Actually, it was a fascinating video. I loved watching it. It was really interesting.
0: But you have to agree, it can't be all the secrets that the CIA knows to avoid being seen.
1: Probably just enough to make a James Bond movie.
0: Yeah. Something that sounds plausible and probably is correct, but it's definitely... If, if she's given that away, then the CIA clearly has other ways of tracking down a person and recognizing them and following them.
1: Well, uh. you know, right after the insurrection at the Capitol, James Comey, who was the former FBI director, he was interviewed and uh, he was fully confident. He said one thing that the FBI is very good at doing is tracking people down. So if you were at the Capitol... You can rest assured you're going to get a knock on your door or they're going to find you in a parking lot or in a store or, you know.
2: The Federal Bureau of Investigations is apparently good at investigating.
1: It would seem that is something they excel at.
2: I am reminded of a social media post by Chelsea Manning. Specifically of the post where she posted a picture
0: how she got state secrets out to the public.
2: I'm recalling a different one actually one showing the person that was following her and showing how she knew that was a government agent following her
0: Oh, how to recognize an undercover FBI agent. They all wear the same kinds of shoes, apparently.
2: And watches as well.
0: And watches.
2: Similar hairstyles as well. uh, Uh Similar styles of clothing that allows them to be somewhat baggy. However, you are talking about the Chelsea Manning post where she showed how she got classified information or government intel through an airport. And that was by putting it on a CD and writing Lady Gaga on it.
1: Well, that just seems a little too easy.
2: I don't doubt that it worked, though.
0: It's no, I
1: don't either.
0: Make it look like it's her Lady Gaga mix CD. Yeah. Well,
1: first off, the people that they hire to protect us at the airports are only paid slightly above minimum wage. So they are not incentivized to do a great job because why would they? They're not getting paid very much. They're
2: just going through the motions. Right.
1: So basically, you're weeding out the easy stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all.
2: The the shoe bombs
0: and what yeah. have you. The shoe bombs that... When's the last time anyone's tried to use a shoe bomb in an airport? Roughly 20 years? 15?
1: I think, yeah.
0: I don't want to disregard what the TSA does for us. I do. Well, I think it gives
1: the illusion of security. It is not making us safer.
2: Yeah. It's just adding to the wait time that you have to spend at the airport before getting on your flight.
1: And it's not making us safer.
2: So I dislike the illusion of security because it's not security.
1: Right. You could do like the Las Vegas casinos, and you could just put people up behind uh, glass windows, mm-hmm. and they'll just be using cameras to zoom in on you, and then they'll send agents on the ground to go get you.
2: Yes. I have been talking with my girlfriend's father, who was a, an officer in the Navy for a time, and he has constantly remarked on the low level of intelligence and reinvention of wheels that happens all the time in the military and government offices. Sure. Uh, specifically how there was a firefighting kit that he had on the boat Where the kit, if it had any oil or fire touch it, could explode And it's on the front of you and not on the back of you So if you're going closer to a fire You are bringing the thing that should not get too hot closer to fire as well
1: Well, Yeah, but if it was on the back of you and it exploded It would propel you into the fire So
2: I believe he was uh, marking on We shouldn't be taking this thing that explodes into fire
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: you know, easy solution there. <laughs> Especially since other, there are other firefighters and they've figured out how to not explode when going into fire. Step one, don't bring explosive things into fire.
0: Well,
1: we don't have an overabundance of intelligence on this planet and it is shocking the level that is um, living and breathing among us.
2: And in charge of us.
1: And in charge of us, that is true. Okay, so next question.
2: What kind of cup would you like for your birthday, Mom?
1: I like cups that are unusual and uh, kind of light and easy to drink from. They can't be too thick and uh, pretty design.
2: Do you like a cup with a little bit of heft or one that you can just swing about?
1: Uh, Swing about.
2: Okay. has to be dainty, but it has to be functional.
1: Right, dainty and functional. I have a couple of examples I can show you if you'd like.
2: Form and function, understood.
1: Exactly. I do not want a boring cup because anybody can have a boring cup. Mm Mm-hmm. I want something that speaks to me.
0: Michael, if you had to become a clown, what would your name and makeup be? One, I would never be a clown. But if I had to be one, I'd steal another clown's name and commit identity fraud.
2: Take their egg? Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, To patent clown makeup, you have to paint an egg with your makeup onto the egg. That's how they verify. That's how they copyright. It's kept in an official clown registry.
1: Where did you learn this? Internet. (laughs) Internet. (laughs)
0: But yes, I would steal another clown's egg and commit identity fraud uh, by pretending to be that clown. If that fails, I would just be Gamzee Makara.
2: Okay. Would you murder and replace the original clown, or would you just parade as that clown in a different part of the country?
0: I'd be parading as that clown in different parts of the country, um, committing different crimes. Okay. And because no one believes that clowns are real, obviously, I'd keep getting away with
2: it. Yeah, clowns aren't real. Yeah. Um, And
1: everyone is scared of them, so you're probably somewhat
2: safe. Not the Japanese. It's apparently a very Western mindset to be afraid of clowns. Wow.
0: Well, they're really only... At least this breed of clown that we're we're used to, Mm -hmm. they're only native to the United States. I
2: suppose that is true.
0: I don't think... Are there... Are there
2: breeds of clowns in Japan? Not really. I don't believe there are. There are in France and Europe, but that's still fairly Western.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this conversation got weird. <laughs> John, if you were to... I would be a juggler. Awesome. So if you were to try and like, you know how like at Sears there used to be like family picture thing? I do. How would you infiltrate another family's uh, picture day?
2: The issues that arise from that is that typically the backdrops, the props from Sears are all fairly standard, lightweight, and easily seen. So I would have to hide inside a prop right until they were about to take a picture and then surprise, I spring from the box like a jack-in-the-box. Mm-hmm because i wouldn't really be able to hide behind any curtains i don't think i might be able to go i believe it's just like a painted wall that they sometimes put curtains in front of so maybe if they have one out already but then that's still hmm there are issues it's not an easy problem to solve no i w- wait a second i've solved it mm-hmm. i would pretend to be the camera operator that's a good one i would set it up so to say okay we're just going to take some test shots uh, and then I would set the camera to go with my little clicker and the button, and I would get behind them and I would say cheese, and then they would all pose, and I would be in the shot, and then I would click, and then I would run.
0: And then the other camera operator that you knocked unconscious stumbles out of the closet. The
2: one who comes out, he comes out of the prop box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mom, if you were to direct a music video for an original song, what would the music video be about? Because, you know, music videos aren't always necessarily about what's going on in the song. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, especially, like, the older MTV music videos. Yeah. Um, so what would the music video be about for a song that you
2: wrote? And I believe a, a good into this. Are you thinking 2D animation, 3D animation, or live action?
1: I'm thinking live action. All right. So um, I'm, I'm thinking convertible um Mm -hmm. a man and a woman something super romantic uh yeah probably running through the park and then they run it hop in their car and drive away i don't know what the song is about doesn't really
2: matter
0: pretty straightforward um all
2: the days off
0: yeah not that one we're not uh we're not singing nsp to ruin this moment
2: okay michael you have a question for me you pointed at me
0: um Nah, all of my questions have been completely improv.
2: Okay, Michael, if you had to design a picture frame, how would you go about it?
0: I'd start using uh, bits and bobs from like different craft stores: buttons, uh, dry macaroni, cotton balls. And then once I have a solid like frame, I'm not using like a base. I'm literally crafting this bottom to top mm-hmm. p- putting things on top of another it's kind of a 3d frame okay and then once it's all done and like super glued together because i want this this motherfucker's is going to be sturdy yeah he's going to last um and then i'm going to spray it down in multi uh different like spray paint colors mm-hmm. um it's going to be kind of like a gradient of bizarre colors and shapes i want it to look as unnatural as possible
2: all right.
1: This podcast episode has now gotten the E in front of it.
2: For explicit? Yes. Oh, did I say a bad word? My bad. I didn't notice. You did. <laughs> Which bad word was it?
0: <laughs> I think I I think I dropped the F bomb.
2: Was it <laughs> damn?
1: No, it was not. Okay. So,
2: <laughs> we well,
0: I, this isn't even a proper episode. <laughs> We're just goofing around. I So what, that that could be bleeped out, I'd, but <laughs> Do we know
1: how to bleep in the editing process? I do.
0: I can teach you.
2: I imagine it would just be like, cut out this part, insert a bleep.
0: um, That might be too much effort. Unless we wanted a specific sound to replace it with, you know, Mm -hmm. like bells and whistles, car Mm -hmm. honk, whatever. Doesn't have to Um, be a beep. It doesn't have to be a beep. But the beep is the easiest thing to do without leaving Audacity because it has a generate tool which lets you make just noise.
2: Okay. Redacted. Yeah. Beep.
0: You know, keep it straightforward. Um... John, if you were to pick a noise to replace a swear word in a form of media, what would you pick as your noise?
2: Redacted.
1: (laughs) I thought you would pick a fart.
2: (laughs) Or I suppose I could do it as like an iPhone text tone. I think that'd be nice.
0: Yeah. You know what? Confuse everyone uh, who's listening to the podcast.
2: Or replace it with, I would censor it with a sped up version of Rick Astley's never going to give you up.
0: The entire song, song. two seconds. Yeah. Okay,
2: I hate that. (laughs) No, that's just going to be a sudden cacophony of noise, I think. Yeah.
1: The whole song in in two seconds? The
2: entire three minute, 39 second song. Sped up to
0: fit within a two second block.
2: Whoa. Mom, uh, what kind of welcome mat would you like in your dream house?
1: A welcome mat?
2: The welcome mat for your dream house.
1: Well, I think it should say welcome on it. That way everyone would know it's a welcome mat. But I would like it to be in the shape of a bicycle. All right.
2: Any specific bicycle or as a silhouette of a bicycle?
1: Uh, it probably needs to be like a beach cruiser because it needs to take up a lot of space.
2: I see. All so, right.
1: Yeah. Maybe with a basket.
0: Okay.
2: Are you hungry, Michael?
0: Not really. I keep thinking about those cookies that are over there, but I don't really want to eat them. I'm just thinking about them. You
2: want the taste. and the. the... I want the
0: pleasure, but not necessarily the regret that's going to come after.
2: That is life.
0: Mom, if you could beat up anyone from your high school, who would you pick?
1: Whoa. Um, oh, that's a really <laughs> hard
0: question. Yeah, and I kind of regret asking it, because this isn't a nice question.
1: It's not a nice question, and also I can't remember most of the people from my high school.
2: I'm, so, I'm afraid you're gonna to have to pick a memorable one even <laughs> if they don't deserve it my brother oh <laughs> alright uh, Michael if there was a button in front of you and you pressed it you, you gained $1,000 but someone on earth would die would you press it
0: just someone like no
2: one random person on earth and I'd only gain a $1,000 $1,000 USD hmm. current value non-refundable and it could not just be traced back to me I feel like there were, yes, no one, it would not be traceable back to you.
1: So when you collect you would, this $1,000, are you aware that somebody will die?
2: Yes, you have to, yes. You. You're informed of this
0: by the devil that prevent that presented you the button in the yes. first place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the thing is, I would... No, you would not. It, that would be horribly immoral Yes, for me to kill someone... Just for $1,000.
1: What if it was $100,000? But if
0: I could pick
2: who would die. No. If I could pick who would die. Well, that's just a reverse assassination where you get paid for someone else to die. Well, actually, that'd be turning you into an assassin, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right. Effectively. Michael, would you be an assassin? Yeah. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Some people, they aren't good.
1: Yes, but how is it that you get to be the judge?
2: Well, it's because I have the button in front of me. (laughs) We all have the power. It's just we shouldn't.
0: Okay, all joking aside, no, I would not hit the button, and I would try and figure out how to make sure no one else could either.
2: Okay. Mom, if a bee suddenly flew up to you, and it started talking human language, English, that you understood, and it thanked you for not killing it earlier, when you easily could have killed it, uh, how would you respond?
1: Probably for the first two seconds, I would be shocked. And then for the next two after that, I would um, not be clear on if i was going crazy or not and then after that i would probably listen and say you're welcome
2: all right and what if the bee wanted to pursue a romantic la- relationship with you
1: no no
0: thank you okay john when's the last time you watched the bee movie
2: it was actually three years ago
0: did
1: this happen in the bee movie <laughs> yes <laughs> i have not watched the bee Movie
2: with, with jerry seinfeld's bee movie which was a bee movie unfortunately <laughs> what is do you think it should have been better
0: I think it should never have existed.
2: Okay. Michael, do you remember that one movie about uh, Ruth? Who's the baseball player, Ruth? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Uh, if you, Do you re- recall that 3D animated movie about Babe Ruth's baseball and baseball bat? And a little kid finds them and has to go on a journey to give them back to Babe Ruth? No, not at all. Okay, the bat and the ball are alive. In the
1: movie? Or? Okay, so
0: here's the problem. <laughs> I I can, like, vaguely imagine it. I can't promise that I've ever seen the movie, but I feel like I've at least seen an ad for it.
2: What if there was a scene where the baseball was falling down a flight of stairs and he goes, oof, my head, oof, my butt, oof, my head.
0: I mean, that just sounds like traditional kids animated film.
2: Yes. What if the bat was a woman?
0: Honestly, in my head it already was. All right. So we've been recording for 27 minutes.
1: <laughs> okay, we have no intro and no outro.
2: Goodbye. <laughs> Good don't... day to you, sir.
1: <laughs> Last season we ended with random advice or random
0: facts about ourselves. I think. I think it
2: was a personal episode. Or are
0: we talking about how we ended every episode with John saying a random thing each time? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that was what I was. Oh, so,
1: should, what should we change it up to be this year, this season?
2: Actually, helpful advice? No. Yeah. No, no, no that's no, no. not our
0: style. I think we should do it in the
2: style of. I think we should read out a URL one letter at a time. I think
0: what we should do instead is we should do like a, like a fortune cookie phrase, uh-huh. like something really generic, and then we say uh, a In bunch of bed. lucky numbers. All right. Wisdom comes from within. Your lucky numbers are 9, 16, 32, 11,
2: 3, 13,
1: And then, behind the scenes, we'll go buy a lottery ticket and see if it's any good.
2: (laughs) No, I'm not interested in lottery tickets. If I'm gonna gamble, I want actual good odds. I don't gamble often.
1: Well, you can't win if you don't play.
2: I'm fine with that. But you also don't lose if you don't play. True. I am exactly where I started if I don't go anywhere. Which, for
0: a lot of gambling, is technically the better outcome. Pretty good, actually, if you break even.